Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley. I am your host, and today we have a special guest. It's a it's a guest episode. I have dumped Marty Agather and replaced him with Ilya Bodner, the founder of a few different companies, um, but the one that we're going to focus on today, I think, is is Bold Penguin. Ilya, it is uh, it's great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me. I'm a fan of what you're doing. I listened to a couple of these things, and I'm glad you dumped the other guys to, to have me on this. It's great. Well, I think it's fun because um, you're one of our first guests. Uh, a lot of our guests so far have been really inside the, we'll call it the association space, um, different facets. And I think you are our first guest, um, if not one of our very first guests, uh, from from outside that space and and your background and I and I would love for you to kind of give everyone the the cliff notes on on what you've done but but you are really an entrepreneur and in particular an entrepreneur inside the kind of insure tech space at least at least now so uh, can you can you kind of bring people up to speed on on what you've been doing and maybe what you're working in right now sure yep so I'm outside of the the walls of the the tribe huh um, all right great no problem. Uh, Ilya Bodner. Uh, I immigrated here in 93. Uh, one of the few, first few businesses that I owned was actually an insurance agency. My partner and I started Allstate Insurance Agency. Did really well with that. And through that, I've come to the realization that insurance is really backwards and is pretty slow and painful. So decided to focus a little bit more on the technology and less on being a lousy insurance agent myself. And uh, we did really well with that Allstate agency, ended up selling it, um, focused on trying to create a digital marketing solution for the insurance agents. Um, a number of years ago, came up with the idea of the shipyard, uh, the insurance practice there, uh, along with Ben Clark and Rick Millenthal. Uh, we did extremely well with helping carriers understand how to properly uh, support and use the distribution channel called the insurance agent uh, for those carriers. And uh, a couple years ago now, uh, started our very own insurance carrier called Root, which is an app uh, that rates you based off your telematics score. And along the way also started Bull Penguin, which is what we're uh, here focused on today, uh, which helps commercial insurance agents get and underwrite insurance policies. So my background has really been in and out of insurance for the last 10 years. Uh, like a lot of us, I uh, think insurance found me. I didn't go out there thinking I was going to be in insurance my whole life. I uh, just happened to be in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the belly of the beast when it comes to insurance. Kept on getting sucked into all sorts of problems and realized that uh, in insurance, those problems uh, a lot of times come back to being uh, really centered around not enough technology or lack of technology. And going out there and hacking along the way and uh, trying to recruit people to join me on that mission. So I want to touch on actually one of the, the last things you just said there. Um, so you said a lot of the problems sent around a lack of technology. And I, and I don't necessarily think that that's an inaccurate statement. But um, do you think – so? but there's always been technology around agents. So do you think – um, just from your experience, it is necessarily is it is it completely a lack of technology and, and nothing's an absolute. So uh, so sure. I know that, but or is it? And this is the thing that I've kind of focused more on is is it the lack of technology or is it agents? 
apprehension to um, or just laggard mentality on adopting the technology solutions. Because I think I think I've read, and this is kind of like one of those stats that's permeated the industry, even though I've never actually seen it written, that the average independent agent uses less than 15% of their agency management system. So like, what could be possible if they just simply utilize the basic agency management system to 50 or 60%? Yeah, um, we can't, can't blame them. They don't use it because they don't work well. That's the bottom line. I hate to be so blunt about it. Um, but um, insurance agents are out there busy building relationships and being a good friend to their customer, a trusted advisor, being there when they need it. Uh, they're not there to tinker around with files and patches and updates and integrations. Um, so it's just a tough spot that they're in. Uh, back to the technology part, if you think about how insurance is put together, uh, I'd love someone to challenge me on this. Insurance was built not to be collaborative, not to be open, not to be sharing. It was built to uh, harbor your own intellectual property, your own filings, your own actuarial tables, your own competitive advantage. So it's only been recent that uh, they've been pushed and asked to be more open and more collaborative, which is a tough thing to do for an industry that's as mature uh, and is as big as insurance. So you could be an agent with the latest bells and whistles and tools and cutting edge this and cutting edge that. At the end of the day, you have to go to the mothership and plug in somewhere there. And if there's no outlet or hole to plug into, you're kind of stuck. Uh, so, yes, I do think it's lack of technology in the whole ecosystem. And if you just fix one and not the other, you're still stuck with a half broken process or system. Yeah. And that therein lies kind of the, the rub for all the different tools that have uh, that have come into our marketplace. It, it always has to do with the integrations. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago that. Uh, you know, one of the <clears throat> one of the largest insurance carriers in the property casualty industry um, had a had a black uh, a blackout day because Internet Explorer updated to version eight, and their entire uh, agent facing portal um, would only work on seven. Yeah. And what do you do when sixty percent of your marketplace has an auto update feature on your on their browsers that takes them from seven to eight the next time they log in, whether they press a button or not. And now all of a sudden they can't get into the back end and you're asking independent insurance agents how to how to uh, back out of an Internet Explorer update just to log in and find out uh, policy information. So yeah. Um, yeah, that was we, definitely go ahead. Experience that all the time, uh, that particular problem with the uh, browsers to be a problem for us at Bull Penguin. Uh, we're young, we're energetic, we're exciting, we think we're cutting edge on UX and UI. Uh, we have plenty of brilliant talent here and for us, we want to take it so far and then we remember that the user, our agent, is the person behind that computer or laptop that has to then go around and take it to the carrier that they're working with. So even if we do make something awesome in Chrome, we have to be very mindful of the browser that they're using to communicate with their carrier uh, and take it back a few steps. So it really is the whole ecosystem that uh, has a long way to uh, be a better system. So that's a really interesting customer experience, user experience problem that you just presented. Um, I think 
you know, and this, and this is actually something that that we uh, fall into, or fall into is the wrong word. We have to address all the time as well from our standpoint. How how fast can you go when the and there's always early adopters, right? So there's always those people that you can dial into immediately that will come along with you. They eat up every update. They understand every new UX change that you make. It makes sense to them. It's less clicks. It's all good. And then. With with this marketplace, I find it really interesting. Um, you know, after the early adopters, you know, you get that early majority. And w- what I found, and I, and I'd love your you from your experience, the early majority in the insurance industry to me feels almost as small as the early adopters. You get this group that dives in, and they're right there with you. The early adopters, then the early majority is supposed to be that next but bigger, much bigger group that kind of comes in once you have an established group of people that are using the product. Well, it feels like that group is incredibly small as well. And it it takes a long time to get the, um, the, the majority of people to start to move over and adopt a new process. You know, what has been your experience with that? And, And maybe from a, from a user experience standpoint, how do you guys discuss that or start to try to solve that problem from a technology standpoint? Yeah, at Bull Penguin, we have an agent portal. So we have to create a tool that any agent, new, old, um, retail, call center, virtual, whomever, has to be able to log in and use for their day-to-day operation in commercial insurance. And, of course, we've designed the most futuristic, easiest, one-click, solves-all product. And then we have to remember that the agent that's using it has restraints on their systems. Something that we've done internally to build a better culture at Bull Penguin is some of the early employees and new employees that we have coming in, we actually ask them to spend a day in in the office of our agents, some of our better agents or worse agents, new agents, uh, just to get an understanding of, even if we do create these awesome tools, and it is just one tool, part of a whole day, how meaningful is that tool to that actual end user? Are they really going to pull that up on their smartphone or are they still going to be on a desktop? Is it an 800 by 600 resolution or not? Look over their shoulder and see that these awesome, amazing things that you're creating, are they actually useful? And does it make sense to just flood them with all the latest or is there a better process of educating and onboarding to transition over time? And, uh, and that's been very painful to watch because you do want something to be really amazing and cool and great, um, but you got to remember who's using it and what's available for the rest of the day's worth of tasks uh, for that agent. So we have different uh, plans and we have different uh, processes put in place to get an agent from point A to point B or from point B to point C towards that better user, more prettier user experience, simpler uh, user experience uh, to guide them through that process. So if I was good at interviewing people, I would have asked you to explain what Bold Penguin is um, and, you know, before I started to ask you questions about it. So why don't you take us a few steps back and just explain to the people listening kind of what Bold Penguin is all about and uh, what you guys are trying to accomplish. Sure. Bullpen, I'm sorry, <clears throat> sure. Bull Penguin is a commercial insurance agent portal that allows a commercial insurance agent to use our marketplace to get prospects, send prospects out in the market, and to streamline the underwriting process. 
We're building a single sign-on screen that a commercial insurance agent can spend their day, whether it's a millennial agent, a retail agent, someone that's been it for years, multi-generations, or a new virtual agent, a call center agent, uh, an agent that is uh, within the four walls of the carrier, captive or independent. When it comes to the commercial insurance side, there are two problems that are constantly glaring at the agent. Number one, how do I get business in the door that matches my appetite? How do I get people that are qualified? How do I get people that are easy to talk to? How do I get simple cases to work on? And the other part of it is how do I get through this pretty painful underwriting process? How do I make sure I ask the right questions, that I go to the right carrier, that I make the process painless for my customer as much as possible? So we've built a portal that makes the agent's life easier by, like I said, getting prospects in the door and streamlining the underwriting process. At any given day, we look at our three customers that are involved in it, the consumer, the business owner, the CFO, the HR administrator, the partner, whoever is in charge of commercial insurance, the agent, a trusted advisor, the broker, our actual customer, and the carrier, the fulfillment, the underwriter, everything that comes along with servicing the policy as well. And we try to line up those three. We try to use modern day tools to streamline the passing of the back and forth of the data to make sure that the customer gets the right agent and the agent has the right mix of carriers and the carrier gets the right customer and all goes into a circle. So one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show, um, besides the fact that, you know, we've talked a couple times and I, and I know you to be very knowledgeable about this stuff is, uh, Bold Penguin is a very good example of someone playing in the uh, very hot in our industry, you know, insure tech space, you know, that's a, a very hot button topic um, that is focused on helping independent insurance agents and, or, you know, just agents in general. And I, you know, I, I think one of the myths that I'm trying to dispel, at least in some of the work that I do, is that uh, anyone, you know, I, I think there's there's too much focus on uh, a lot of the companies that are coming up today uh, inside the the insurance tech space, um, that they're they're all trying to just do away with the IA, and I think the very much the opposite is true with what you guys are doing at Bold Penguin. Yeah, I think the very opposite is true as well, and probably why you have me on the show because uh, we're con- contrarian. But maybe that that is the way. I, I down to my core, and we as Bold Penguin. And what we stand for believe that the future of commercial insurance specifically is in the trusted advisor. It's in the human being that's assisting others in their insurance needs. How that transaction gets done and how it gets serviced and how it's perceived is different. Um, My parents wanted things to be done around the dinner table and eye-to-eye discussion. Probably my kids would never want to make eye contact ever. I'm probably somewhere in the middle there. And uh, so uh, do I want to text instead of an email or phone call? Yes. Uh, do is the next wave of customers who want things to be self-serviced or visuals and digital? Absolutely. At the very end, though, there is a trusted advisor, a person that is going to walk the customer through the actual experience, whether that's at purchase, at renewal, at claim, at service event, whatever it is. There is a human being that's involved and we want to build the best toolkit for that individual, the most modern day toolkit for that individual to be effective at their job. 
Yeah, I, I like that. And I like the idea of thinking of the various technology solutions that are in the marketplace as just that. They're, they're tools, right? They're, they're, there, are, there are definitely um, companies who've, for some reason, made it their mission to, and maybe we'll use the word disrupt or even abolish, um, kind of the classic local trusted advisor role. Uh, but, you know, but they are the agent themselves then. And so you can definitely build a robo-advisor in some verticals. You can build a robo-advisor in some types of insurances, obviously the smaller ones you could fit on a four-inch screen. Uh, but it's going to be a very long time before you could take out the whole uh, ecosystem of commercial insurance, the 200 and some, the almost $300 billion behemoth that's, that's out there. Yes. And so the t- whether it's a tool, a widget, part of the equation, part of the process, that's one plan of working through that. You could certainly make a big splash and get your beachhead and expand from there. Um, if you want to actually, uh, in our opinion, uh, help all the parties involved, whether it's the consumer, the agent, or the carrier, uh, we think that the future is the agent and you should be focused on that and expanding out from there. And there's just as many uh, startups and uh, great, brilliant companies that are building tools to help power the broker as there are those that are saying, hey, we'll be the robo-advisor, we'll be the direct-to-consumer, we'll make it super simple and super easy. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just uh, you know, and, and what I'm trying to do with this line of questioning is dispel the myth that it's kind of everyone's out to get us, right? That I, I think I've, I've, you know, I think a lot of people get that some of these tools are there to help them, but I think even more of the, the kind of classic local IAs, the the people who've been the trusted advisor for the last 50 years, um, they hear insure tech, they hear technology, they hear, uh, you know, they they see an article passed around from. Um, you know, one of the trade publications, and it always focuses on those companies that are uh, kind of "quote unquote" positioning themselves against us. They're 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 you know against. I shouldn't say us, but the, the IA channel. <laughs> That's uh, uh, but well, I guess maybe I should say us. Who knows? Since my entire uh, the entire way that my family makes money is is based on the IA channel, so maybe I should say us. But um, th- you said two things in there that I want to dig into. Uh, the first is uh, the, the first was the idea of it always ends with a trusted advisor. I completely and utterly agree with you, specifically on the commercial space, though uh, I tend to also believe there's a there's a place for that and personal lines as well, just maybe not as much part of that market has been carved out with the with um, you know maybe a robo advisor or, or a, a do-it-yourself kind of option. Um, the other thing that you talked about was the method in which people communicate and, and and um, this is where I actually have a question. When I when I think about how millennials and then ultimately my kids and even the kids that are a little older, mine are, are in the, the real young age, um, when I find the communication, how the communication works, and, and I want to get your, your thoughts on this, is it's less, it's less uh, I want to text. Uh, I just want to text with you, right? Even though maybe this, sometimes it's the case. What I found is it's, you know, Ilya, I, I'm going to text you first, and then uh, I may be on later on Facebook, and I'm going to ping you on Facebook Messenger, and then I need to send you a document, and for whatever, I'm just going to attach it to an email and email it to you, and then I'm going to call you on the phone, and what I expect is that you have followed that conversation from text to Facebook to email to phone, and that for me, the consumer, I see that as one continuous conversation. And what I'm finding a lot of times is agents 
break those conversations up. Well, I was talking to him about this on text and they struggle to pull that whole thing together. Um, do, you know, is that, do you see that in the marketplace? Do you think I'm, do you think I have something and do you think that's a, a valid thought or, yeah. uh, the, the reason why people are so excited about disrupting insurance right now is because of your experience with an agent that's not equipped with the latest tools. We've all been there where we're just frustrated and like, God, why can't he just send me the freaking email or why doesn't she not call me 10 times? Why can't she just text me this? And as a result, it's easy to jump in and say, okay, well, we'll just cut those people out, automate their workflows, automate their jobs, so on and so forth, kind of forget about the complexity of the insurance itself. And I think that companies like ours, and there's, like I said, many like Bull Penguin that are actually coming around to enable the broker. I think what we're saying is just like in any other job, there is 10%, maybe an insurance that's more of the bottom performers. They're just not cut out for this anymore and they need to be fired or they need to have a soft landing or they need to be uh, phased into something else. Let's help build that to put them out of the equation so that the experience is better for everyone around. And insurance in particular is tricky because you have residual commissions, you have ownership of your customer in some cases. And so you can sort of ride that wave and no one's going to fire you or kick you out. Um, but tools like us, like ours, are saying that there are bad agents. There are bad uh, digitally or technology-wise, uh, you know, still a customer service experience. And they need to move out of the way and they need to either adopt or, or, or leave. And tools like this will help. Uh, sort of organically take care of that equation. Uh, and then there's those that are great, that are really understand insurance, great customer service, great friends, trusted advisor, uh, really intellectuals. And we need to help make those people more in front of the end customer um, that you were just describing earlier that could that wants to jump around and be omni-channel. Because that to me is, is, is what's happening here. Um, especially on the commercial line space. Uh, though I think a lot of a lot of the people, a lot of the agents that are still laggards uh, are, are, are that for this reason as well, which is um, they want to focus on the coverage. I think it is breaking. It is breaking the mental of independent agents today that consumers will make buying decisions based on something in, in the agent's mind that is so trivial as how you communicate. Right. So in an agent's mind, the fact that they don't text feels like a very trivial thing. Yet to a consumer, that's a reason not to do business with them. Right. And I think they're really struggling with that uh, as an industry. Why, you know, how has this gotten to the point where something so simple as I don't I don't feel comfortable texting with you become a buying decision point? Right. Right. Yeah. Technology is definitely hurting a lot of agents, even though if their heart's still in it. Uh, and, and helping others grow by leaps and bounds. So you said in there... Um, At the end in, of the day, though, life. just to finish this up, it is about yeah. the consumer. And it is about going to where the customer is. It's why we at Bull Penguin go to are building a product for the agent because we believe that's where the customer is. So we're building a bridge to that. And agents uh, need to adopt to be where the customer is as well. So you had mentioned in there that um, there are agents who are the trusted advisor, who have the expertise that uh, are that do provide that great experience, um, 
but maybe just are today potentially slightly uncomfortable with this next level of communication and experience. What is your recommendation to them? What advice would you give them in moving the agents that that shouldn't be fired, that shouldn't have that kind of soft or, or soft landing, you know, the ones that, you know, probably will and maybe should just drift off, um, you know, the, the, the other, all these people who, who maybe struggle with the digital communication, but are ultimately great resources to our industry that we absolutely don't want to lose. And it would be a travesty to let them fade over something like communication. How do we bring them along? How do we educate them? How do we, how do we help them start to uh, make these inroads with the next generation of consumers? It's hard because there are so many choices. There are so many widgets. There are so many tools. It seems like every day you're reading something uh, that is new and exciting. and You don't know if it's going to stick. Um, as much as we talked about the agent in this podcast, we didn't talk at all about the carrier side. And so I'll give them a little bit of uh, attention here. I think that in the future and the advice to the agents is really partnering up with the carriers that are going places. Because just like agents, carriers are getting pitched all the time by the latest tool, which is their own process. And uh, a lot of times it is about asking and it is about talking and it is about understanding what technology is going to help you bridge the gap with the carrier, which is that ultimate, um, that ultimate stop for the customer and support for the customer. So spend your time um, worrying about that top five carriers that you're working with and how they can help you. Uh, because the good carriers know that their only option to success is to double down on the successful carrier. So it's a two-way street there. Finding them, uh, understanding what their values are, doubling down with them, making sure they're technology first, that they're not just talking about that they're actually doing it uh, and, and writing on the coattails of that. Yeah. I know a lot of a lot of agents uh, that I bumped into complain, complain is the wrong word, uh, comment on how carriers have, over the years, um, provided less and less resources and support for the agents that they do business with. And and one of the things that I've found is that's not necessarily true. Uh, they have stopped providing uh, unilateral support for agencies based solely on the fact that they have an appointment with them, and that almost every carrier I bump into has... Um, a group, a select group. Some of them, it's 50 agents. To some of them, it's 300 agents. It all depends on what the program is and what they're trying to build. But for the agents that invest in and pay attention to that particular carrier, the carriers are very willing to to reciprocate in many cases. That's right. That's right. Um, in my uh, previous venture here, we've represented top 70 of the 100 financial service companies. My partner and I spent a lot of time behind the four walls of all these major insurance companies. And uh, it is very clear and very smart of them uh, that they're choosing to double down on their 10%, the top 1,000, the you know, 20%, the ones that are equally as good of a partner to them and not just to every agent out there. Uh, because one, they don't have the money to support everybody. And two, it's just a smart thing to do to go out of your way for the partner that's coming giving you more attention yeah i had a uh, a carrier rep and i won't mention the carrier uh just uh, yeah i'm trying to really carefully not to mention the names or or actual <laughs> stats that we heard uh behind the scenes but it is it is very clear that 
Uh, they're doing exactly what a smart agency would do, which is yes. really spend a lot of time and focus on your top producer. And if you are a top producer and you're play, and you're giving them profitable growth, they are giving you the attention. It is not true that they're just turning their backs to everybody. That's yeah, it's hundred percent true. I, I had a carrier uh, representative walk into my office when I was still an agent. This is probably about five years ago, and uh, and this particular rep for this particular carrier was in our office seemingly all the time and uh, m- much more than other than others and uh, his name was uh, Greg and I, I said you know I just said to him one day I go Greg why are you in here all the time you know like don't you have other agencies to go to and he's his exact quote to me was Ryan I have 47 agencies in my market that I need to to, to manage 10% of them grew their agency last year. Not just with his carrier. 10% of them were actually had made more revenue that year than the year before. So that's five out of 47. Five out of 47. So if you're looking at that and you're a carrier, and, and, and I like to push back on the agents on some of this stuff, right? So if you're looking at that and you're a carrier, wouldn't you say to yourself, geez, this agency over here, I've lost money with them the last five years in a row. They've actually decreased in size, not just like they've stopped writing with me and are writing with another carrier, but they literally are losing revenue every year. Why then would you take valuable resources and reinvest them in that agency if it feels like that agency isn't investing in themselves? And that's why I think tools like yours, obviously tools like trustedchoice.com, why being part of these tools, whether you know, you're going to have to figure out the ones that work for you and the ones that don't, right? Someone may come to us, use our tool and say, you know what? It's not for me, but Bold Penguin's great for me or vice versa, or maybe they both work, right? Um, But the idea is that if you're not going out and testing these things and involving yourself in these spaces, there's, there's no reason for a carrier to invest their resources in you or, or to, or to give you time or access or, or partner with you or do any type of that kind of stuff. Cause uh, you're not showing that initiative yourselves. Like at some point, we have to take ownership over this process, and uh, you know that's why I'm glad we had a chance to talk about Bold Penguin today because I think it's one of those tools that if agents feel it's a good fit, it's worth the time and investment to check out and potentially see if it's a good fit because it shows initiative just on a very high level. It shows initiative, and if it starts to work with you, it can show actual serious results. Yeah, look, I I love the agent channel. I was an agent myself. Everything we build at Bold Penguin is around making the agent's life easier, we want to support it, we want to make sure it's there for a very, very, very long time. And so this session, and the session is really meant around empowering the agent to have the ultimate tool set. It is a two-way street. The agents do have to take that initiative, have to take that next step. Uh, we can only build so much as innovator startup people. Uh, we need the trusted partner to come our way as well. Well, Ilya, it has been uh, great to talk with you. I'm going to be respectful of your time and of those of our listeners. Um, let them know where, one, they can find out more about uh, Bold Penguin, the tool, and then where they can learn a little bit more about yourself as well. Sure. Just go to boldpenguin.com. You can type in your email address to sign up for a demo, enter in a few pieces of information, and then there's a link. You can select the different demo times. We do live webinars, walk you through and they can take it one-on-one. That's the best place to go. You can find me on LinkedIn and contact me there as well, Ilya Bodner. Yeah, because Bold Penguin is just one of the many things that, that Ilya is doing. And uh, and I'm going to kind of pin him down too and say uh, there's a decent chance that Ilya is a speaker at Agency Nation <laughs> Elevate 
2017 in June. So if you want more of this, if you want to tap into Ilya's brain, if you want to be where the people who are talking about these types of products are, there is no better conference than Agency Nation Elevate 2017. And you can go to agencynation.com forward slash elevate one seven to get your ticket today. Remember, my friends, remember, we only have 300 tickets and we sold 52 tickets in the first week. So we are going to run out of tickets early. It's absolutely going to be the case. I cannot get more space. And uh, if you want to be there and you want to rub elbows with uh, really, really smart people like Ilya Bodner, then Agency Nation Elevate 2017 is the place to be. Ilya, thank you for your time, my friend. I look forward to future conversations. All the best of luck at Bold Penguin. And um, as you guys continue to develop and do more cool stuff, I am sure we will have you on the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me.